Welcome to the best works of emerging explicit romance authors. Our curators select a wide variety of tales about the lifelong human quest for satisfying, lasting, and meaningful expressions of sexual health. Steamy Stories Daily Podcast focuses primarily on short stories. Explicit Novels Daily Podcast presents longer format novels over a span of episodes. Subscribe to both Steamy Stories and Explicit Novels in your favorite podcasting app. And now, today's story. Kale Defeats the Illuminati, Book 3, Part 16. Graduation Day. I Final Stand. Listen to the podcast at Explicit Novels. 7 a.m. Monday, September 8th, Graduation Day. Brielle and her buddy were humming along as the elevator doors closed. Once more, my hellish schedule demanded I change in the elevator. I'd gone to gun practice with my bike clothes on, so I absolutely had to change into business attire in the magic box in front of them. Juanita adjusting my tie was a less than subtle attempt to strangle me. I was about to be late to my final start of day meeting as an intern in executive services, so her chastisement would have to wait. Who would have thunk it? Juanita would have to wait outside for the ceremony. Paula raced with me to be the last one in, only to have Daphne grace us with the news, the meeting won't start for another 15 minutes, she grinned. Katrina is bringing up the new hires for the fall program. I finger flicked my head. The 84 days as an intern was merely the training wheels period. To really be a member of ES was at least a two-year training process. The Amazons around me had started their training for this gig when they were 15 and were 18 and 19 now, their IDs said they were older for legal purposes. In theory, my four years in college was counted as preliminary training and provided things such as acclimation to outsider culture aka acting normal. Logically, I would train under someone like Desiree or Buffy for a year before being a full-fledged member of the service. How many this time? I asked Daphne since she seemed to be in the know. Twenty, she grinned. We are getting two. I noticed there was still only my tiny desk in Katrina's office. That meant the new guys would be out in the office pool with everyone else. Probably for the best. The ladies were now used to having a male around, so would be careful in what they did and didn't say. I yawned. Tired, Fabiola smirked. Oh yeah, I stifled another yawn. Met an emissary from the Pope. Fabiola glowered. No. Seriously. I met an emissary from Holy See. I let Hannah know I wanted to get married in a highly improbable place, a ruined cathedral, so she contacted the Catholic Church and one of their guys wanted to meet with me. That had to be fun, Tigger grinned. What does the cult of the Nazarene think of you and the goddess Ishera? We actually discussed polytheism and the place of an omnipotent, omnipresent being in the scope of things, I placed my hands behind my back and rocked back and forth. It was quite interesting. The guy knew his shit. By that, I meant he was probably with the Pope's secret service as well as a brainiac with a PhD in something. He'd promised to be in touch as soon as he heard back from his superiors. He had this hot chick with him who I suspected was a nun. And if his driver wasn't ex-military, it was because he was still in the service. On the plus side, Hannah had been beaming when we left, which assured me the meeting had gone well so we had sex from 4 a.m. until 5.30, thus my current fatigued state. Are you going to abandon your faith? Fabiola taunted me. I don't have faith, Fabiola of Minerva. 
Faith would imply I don't know there are supernatural entities screwing with our lives. I know they do exist, I've met a few. To satisfy your disingenuous curiosity, we discussed the nature of the weave and it being the possible manifestation of God's will. How did that go? Paula appeared interested. He strongly suggested I should revisit my Catholic roots soon. By that, I think he meant I'm supposed to start attending church regularly, I shrugged. The Pope is sending an envoy to the Great Khan too, so odds are good I'm getting married, I pronounced the last bit as the doom-laden prediction it was. Oh, yes, Fabiola reached past Paula and smacked me in the chest with the back of her hand. That is for insinuating you and I had intercourse to my mother and the council. Was that chastising me for lying, or for not making it so? I winked. Ah, no, she pouted. Stop lying about me. I looked down at my phone. We've got 12 minutes, I double-pumped my eyebrows. Want to go to Katrina's bathroom? What? No. Fabiola tried to hit me again. I backed away like a big coward. Is that an open invitation? Tigger purred. I made eye contact with Tigger. Her joking facade crumbled. I was feeling like the old me again, plus I was stressed and 12 minutes was plenty of time. Don't do this to Katrina and Buffy, Daphne advised both of us. I sighed in defeat, Tigger in regret. Cheer up, Daphne reminded us. His 84 days are up. No more date obfuscation for us and downright lying by him. Me rolling out my mental sex calendar was short-circuited by Katrina showing up with two men. One short, chiseled Hispanic guy and one tall, svelte, black dude. By their early arrival, I could only imagine none of their crowd had argued like Brian had on our day one. Katrina graced me with a maternal, wistful smile as she glided past. The two gents stopped close by me and the ladies somewhat uncertainly. Come here, I motioned them forward into the lineup on either side of me. This is where the fun begins. I'm Kale Nihilas, by the way, I offered each a handshake. They took it. Stalin Bolivar, the Hispanic man went first. His Latin timbre placed him definitely south of the border. My guess was South America, South. Lennox Fitzgerald, the black guy said in a strong British-slash-London accent. Katrina taking her seat brought the meeting to order. She looked at her monitor, at me, I could tell that look of disappointment could only be coming my way, then back at her screen. Well, since the new team members have been introduced, I might as well get to the work reviews for Friday, she regarded us all with her hawk-like gaze. Tigger came first. I was last, if there was any doubt. Once again, I worked with the Rhodes Scholars of the new higher world, they could do no wrong, and then came me. Katrina stopped and rubbed the bridge of her nose between her right thumb and forefinger. Oh. This was going to be good. Kale, I, I'm not sure what possessed you to get frozen samples of dodo DNA out of our gene bank, but I want you to know you've contaminated a whole generation of pygmy cassowaries we were attempting to reintroduce into Timor-Leste. Eighteen months of research and development down the drain. We have these bastardizations of forest racity and emus we are going to have to put down now, I'm, I'm rendered speechless. I had to think about that for a second. Oh, I brought back terror birds? Woot! I exclaimed. Oh, and sorry about that budgetary hiccup. Wait. Can't we use those as bioweapons, or something? Recoup our losses on the black market, no. 
No we can't, Kale. There are all sorts of UN regulations against that, Katrina chided me. There was more to come. She stood up. Kale, it is with multiple deep personal regrets I must inform you that I have decided we can no longer afford to keep you on with executive services. It seems you are simply not cut out for this line of work. Fortunately for myself, you and Havenstone, you are being offered a position in the President's office as assistant to the executive assistant to the President, Ms. French. Will that be acceptable? Katrina remained cool and cordial. Okay, who was Miss French and why was she president of Havenstone? Hmm, my bet this was because of yesterday morning's meeting and the Regency. Well, as long as it isn't Miss Du Bois, I'll take it, I sighed. I heard that, came the sizzling voice from behind me. Oh shit, I jump aside, twisting fearfully to face the feminine smuff doom of death. Good morning, Senior Vice President Du Bois, Katrina nodded to Buffy. Good morning, Director Love. I need a minion to move my stuff, Buffy glared in my direction. I'll take that one, she pointed at me. No can do, Captain McGiggle Pants, I waved her off. I've got a new job and I have a feeling it doesn't start until 8 like normal people. I'm going to get you, Buffy shot daggers my way. Fabiola, when the meeting ends, please take the senior vice president's belongings to her new office, Katrina directed. Making Fabiola her fetch and step at Minion mollified Buffy enough to let Katrina return to marshalling the meeting. Now, if you don't mind, went Buffy's way. Buffy withdrew, so Katrina resumed. Next came the introductions and assignments. I got another plum. Stalin, I was going to have to get used to that, got Helena and Lennox had Desiree and Kid Duty. Please Katrina, can I tag along? I begged the moment we were released. Kale, you have two groups stopping by to meet with you at eight. You don't have the time, she informed me. First I've heard of it, I evaded. So I'll be a little late, they won't mind. I was getting incredibly odd looks from the two new guys. You have no idea who they are, she gave a slip of a smile, or how patient they might be, so by all means, make groundless assumptions. I know I'd rather see Aya, and Europa, and Lorraine, I pleaded. Oh, she gave an exaggerated sigh, by all means. I'll make sure to put the visitors in separate rooms so they don't kill each other. That shouldn't be necessary. I only know good people, I turn things around. I put my arms around both guys before they could evade me and out we went. Juanita detached herself from a nearby wall, scowling at me. Gentlemen, this is the best lifestyle mistake you could have ever made, I explained. Try to have fun, because I guarantee there will be times when this job will suck big time. You just got fired from this position, Stalin reminded me. Oh, it's worse than that. I was promoted. I'm sure you can avoid my fate if you try hard enough, I urged. You should listen to Kale, Tigger joined us. He was the only one of the first five to make it the full 84 days. Hey, Felix is coming back, I countered. Really? I pledged to you, I smiled. He shall return. Damn, Paula came along the other side, now I wish I was in the great hunt too. Paula and Stalin immediately had to leave for their assigned trainer. What happened to the other four, three? Lennox prodded me. We were at Desiree's desk. She shot me a vile look. She'd guessed my intention to be an unnecessary attachment to her mission, which necessitated a request for a new vehicle. 
Khalid became chief depilator in a social engineering experiment in Paraguay, Trent transferred to our Far East Acquisitions Unit as a permanent in-flight cabana boy and Brian became a locust wrangler in the Australian Outback and dedicated student of the didgeridoo. Lennox, don't listen to him, Desiree grumbled. He's an idiot. Oh, and Kale, thanks for making that psycho rata my boss. I'm going to get you for that. I aim to bring passion to the lives of all the women I meet, I gloated. Idiot, Desiree mumbled. Into the elevator, joined by Juanita, we went and down to the garage we traveled. We had to go for a Mercedes-Benz GL550 instead of the normal Audi because of the extra riders, me and Juanita. Lennox, sitting up front with a grim-faced Desiree, was more perplexed than ever. I contemplated handing him a backup piece since technically he was a bodyguard, though, pro forma at Havenstone, he wasn't informed of that fact. So, a lot of women at Havenstone, Lennox finally opened up to me slash us. He had yet to realize the futility of trying civil discourse with Desiree. Juanita was super grumpy and had her arms crossed in such a manner her shoulder holster was exposed. Hot, athletic babes everywhere you look, I revised his statement. I'll show you the gym before end of business. I heartily suggest you work out twice a day. They've got a massive facility, plus several large pools. More pausing on his part. Then he grew ambitious. You don't worry much about sexism, do you? Me? Nah. The women here admire courage. They also exercise to the point of extremism and practice at least one form of martial art regularly, so you best temper your interest with respect, I grew stern. Seriously, if you have difficulty with a woman here, ask her to spar off the clock. It will work wonders. Ah, he grinned, I'm a mixed martial artist. I've been competing since my teens. I don't want to hurt anyone. Ha, was from me. Desiree merely snorted. Lennox, I work with a guy from the SRR, I elaborated. Not retired, active duty SRR, and some of the ladies you work with in executive services can take him. Fuck it all with security services. You work with a bloke with the Special Reconnaissance Regiment? Here in the States? What's he doing here? Lennox clearly didn't believe me. I heard about you in Romania against those terrorists, or maybe he did. Lennox, as fast, smart, strong, good-looking and driven as you are, do you really think you are in executive services to pick up laundry, kids, and dinner? Kale, Desiree cautioned me. I was curious about that. The pay is really good so, Lennox grinned. You're not. You are being prepared, I got out. Ishara. Desiree snapped. Trust me, I soothed Desiree. I know what I'm doing. She gave me a poisonous glare in the rearview mirror before returning her eyes to the road. Prepared? Lennox restarted things. Yeah, prepared to redress a grievous imbalance between the women of Havenstone and Malekind. He blinked, waiting for me to continue. A grievous imbalance between the women of Havenstone and Malekind, he reiterated. What does that mean? It means that is the first clue I'm going to give you, Lennox, I slyly smiled. It is day one in this nut ranch for you, and you are getting more of a head start than I had, trust me. Don't trust him, Desiree snapped snidely. He's an idiot. Juanita? I'm too furious over his latest stunt to speak with him right now, Juanita replied. You ain't getting an apology from me, that's for damn sure, 
I got snarky with my bodyguard. To Desiree, am I lying to him? She didn't respond. Instead, we rode in silence until we pulled in front of the Ruger household. Mind you, I spotted the tail the moment we left Havenstone and I was sure another protective detail was out there hovering about our diminutive queen. I got to go in and get the girls. Even though technically Caitlin was no longer Aya's mother, courtesy of the adoption, she was the logical choice for guardian of the young girl. There was the added bonus of having two ex-aunts at home and two junior Amazons, previously her older sisters, close by at school for extra protection if necessary. Still, an SD chick met me inside the door, eyeballing me to make sure everything was okay, in the belief if something was hinky, I'd let her know somehow. Ada, squeaked my favorite boon companion. Duma, I scooped her up. Kale, came from the lips of Europa and Lorraine. Caitlin was there beside them, cloaked in melancholy. A moment please, she requested of the rest of us. I put Aya down and walked with her to the dining room. She turned with tears in her eyes. Katrina told me of your words of anger to the council, she whispered. Thank you. I know, no matter what else happens, she will have an ally in you. I hugged her tightly. What else could I do? She let me go, put on her Amazon mother face, and back out we went. For a few seconds, I was all business. I made sure the sidewalk was safe before we exited the brownstone. Lennox held the car door for us. We were heading off to school inside 30 seconds. I think someone is following us, Lennox noted to Desiree. Define. Florist Van, he answered. Good eyes, was her response. He looked my way. Support vehicle for our VIPs, I gave him a bit more information. So, you are the new guy? Europa began the interrogation. Ah, yeah. Lennox Fitzgerald, he told them. Listen to Kale, Lorraine spoke. He's a total nutjob, but he knows what's really going on. Oh, she surprised me with a hug, giving me a face full of cleavage. Eek. Good luck on the hunt. Yeah, Europa added, good luck. You'll need it. I hear Elsa, Rachel, Caprica and Torme are all coming after you. Caprica from camp? I worried. Europa nodded. I've never heard of Torme. She's a younger version of Pamela, Desiree enlightened me cause it caused me pain. She's from House Maeve, Aya whispered to me. Ah, the enslaver of men. She's aunt, I mean, Katrina Epona's number one killer. Of course she is. Why hadn't I heard of her before? Why would I have? I'd never asked and had I, I doubt Katrina would have told me who her top assassin was. I was a lousy spy. Who is Pamela? Lennox was getting into the groove of things. If you didn't ask questions, you would never get any answers. She's his grandmother, Aya piped up. Not really. She adopted him. She adopted the SRR guy too, I shrugged. She's a one-woman welcome wagon. I'm going to tell her you said that, Juanita griped. At least you are talking to me, I beamed happiness her way. No, I'm not, she snapped. Okay, I shrugged, then hugged Aya. She hugged me back. Take me to class? Aya asked. Sure, I spoke, too soon. If it is okay with Desiree. I'm just a tag-along today. Please, Aya begged Desiree. It is a new teacher. 
He hasn't met her yet. Of course, Aya, Desiree agreed. Lennox, go with him. Okay. As we pile out of the car, I turn to the new Brit. So, ever had a three-way in a school custodial closet? I inquired. Huh? He gulped. Don't make me kill you, Juanita seethed. That's my daddy. Aya squeezed my hand. Is that an invitation? Lorraine sidled up to us. No, I pointed a finger to the tip of Lorraine's nose. She tried to bite it. So Amazon of her. Thanks Aya, I squeezed by Buddy's hand back. Into the school we walked. Aya's class was on the ground floor this year. Her teacher was so young, fresh and new to the profession, she sparkled. She wasn't sure what to make of myself and Lennox. Miss Carmichael, this is my custodian, Kale Nihilas, and his buddy, Lennox Fitzgerald. They are not gay, she tacked on. They are just lonely and don't have many friends in the city. Woot! Aya was hooking me slash us up. Kale echoed a familiar voice behind me. Oh, Ulyssa Reichman, Aya's third grade teacher had been keeping an eye out for me. Nice to see you again. Ulyssa? Miss Carmichael wondered why another teacher was in her room, interfering with the two lonely guys clearly in need of succor. Ms. Reichman, I spun around. How was your summer? Lonely, she smirked. So, do I call you Mr. Ruger, or Mr. Nihilas? You can call me busted, I gave my best you caught me, but I have a good excuse placating gesture. Oh, and this is Lennox. He's my replacement. I've been transferred to a position which promises to be a lot less fun. See, I was referring to my time with her as fun. How's Nadia? Rather lonely too, Ulyssa kept teasing. We were worried about you. After your kidnapping, you sort of dropped off the map. AKA, I stopped returning her phone calls. I'm an idiot. Then you got engaged, fuck TMZ and the New York Times social page, to an heiress, and the Financial Times. You were kidnapped, an heiress? Ms. Carmichael was reeling. Ms. Reichman, that stuff Kale can't talk about because of his job, I arose to my defense. Yes, we were kidnapped over the summer, she extended her mangled hand for Ms. Carmichael's perusal. Kale saved me from a plane load of bad people, then again when we crashed in the typhoon on a Pacific atoll. We were rescued by the Marines and some of the Vanatori de Munt he led into battle in Romania. They came halfway around the world to help find us. The who? Ms. Carmichael frowned in concentration. Mountain huntsmen, I translated. They are Romanian soldiers. They are elite Romanian soldiers, Lennox corrected me. Kind of like their special forces, hmm, akin to your US Army Rangers. Because you are not a spy, Ulyssa studied me with renewed curiosity. Correct, I nodded. I'm definitely not a spy. Neither is Lennox. He's just a new hire, from England. Really? Ulyssa noticed him. Yes, Ulyssa, is it, he gave his own dazzling smile. London, by way of the University of Cardiff and King's College. I have a BA in International Development. Wales is where I picked up my mountaineering lore, thus my knowledge of who the Vanatory de Munt are. And now you are in New York, Ms. Carmichael stepped up. Yes miss, with Havenstone Commercial Investments, learning to be not a spy, he rapidly adjusted. Executive services to the uninitiated, I kept things moving along.
you'll be working with Kale? Ulyssa pondered. Maybe she had a date for her sister now. Nope, I sighed. I'm off to the office of the president. Apparently, I'm a tad too unreliable for executive services. I think he means they find him too valuable, Lennox played along, along with unreliable. Today he simply wanted to make one last school run and I think I see why. Yup, I nodded my head, ya got me. Does this mean you will be answering your phone? Ulyssa teased. Yes ma'am. I'll be maintaining a keen interest in Aya's education, even from my cubicle in hell. On that note, Lennox tapped my arm, we should be going before your bodyguard takes you up on that death threat. Too true, I grinned his way. I turned and knelt in front of Aya. Love you, Duma, I smiled then hugged her. Will I see you before you have to go, Ada? she asked. I'm afraid not, I moaned. She hugged me then let me go. On the way out Lennox began chuckling. Just so I got this straight, you've had sex with Ms. Reichman, Aya was setting either you, or I, up with her current teacher, Ms. Carmichael, and this happens enough so that virtually every woman I've met so far isn't surprised by your disreputable behavior? Precisely. I think I'm going to like this job, he chuckled. That's the spirit, I patted him on the back. Now we just have to look after the other 19 new hires. This place can be harsh, unforgiving, and unfair. It compensates by offering plenty of adrenaline-pumping danger and sex. I trust you about the harsh, unforgiving, and unfair and that adrenaline-pumping danger and sex, not so much about anything else. Do you have any male friends? Discounting our budding relationship, I have my gay roommate and the SRR guy previously mentioned plus an older FBI guy who likes me, although he knows not to let me to be alone with his daughters. I'm not the kind of friend you trust with your girl, or your sister, or mother for that matter, I shrugged. But you're straight? Yep. Decidedly so. Good enough. I'm an only child, my mother passed three years ago and my last relationship faded after she ambushed me with a strap-on, so we should be good, he confirmed. I had high hopes for Lennox. Faith distrust, and bullets, I was getting ready to walk into the conference room on the 17th floor when I recalled a vital life lesson. It is enough to know you're right. You don't always need to force others to acknowledge it. Case in point. Juanita, I apologize for sending you away yesterday without allowing you to bring in a replacement. I showed disrespect to your position. I was wrong, I looked at her glumly. Damn right, you were wrong, she glared. Not a hint she'd been hugely disrespectful, rude and beyond the pale horrible to Thetty. I didn't expect anything else from her. I atoned because I knew Juanita would never bend, and beating her up for being a bitch was pointless. The apology cost me nothing while freeing up Juanita to let go of her anger she was right and I'd admitted it so she could do her job better. Are we okay? I worried. I wasn't worried. I was being manipulative. No, we are not okay. Are you going to repeat the mistake? She glowered. It is a learning process for me, Juanita, I explained. Translation, I was an irresponsible male thus in need of a caretaker which validated her existence. Well, don't repeat this one, damn it, she looked away. Ta-da, I was forgiven. Trust me, she was shuffling her anger away because I needed her and it was her job to protect me from myself as well as from external threats far too numerous to easily be named. In we went. It was a nice wood-paneled room with a maple wood table, 
10 chairs to a side with a chair at each end. Opposite me was Rayan Ardio, Marshal Commander of Amazon Forces in North and Latin America and a frightening individual inside and out. The right side of her face was a mess. An eye patch covered her missing right orb. Her left hand was missing three fingers as well. Beyond that, she had been a candidate for Golden Mare, she's been too runner-friendly and a grandmother several times over. She had a bright-eyed, blonde-haired Amazon typing away on a laptop sitting on her left and a South Dakota close to the wall behind her with an MP7A. The PDW, personal defense weapon, was overkill, which suggested my guests had been, or might have threatened to be, snappish. That made some sense, since to my right were the visitors from late last night and to my left was the crowd from noonish yesterday. The pagan death cult looked ready and willing to eviscerate the militant Catholics until I stepped into the room. The goddess at Spapalotl, aka the Obsidian Butterfly aka Obsidian, popped out of her chair the moment I became visible. She had a freshly fucked glow about her freshly fucked by me, if there was any doubt. I guessed I'd left her with a good impression. Juanita began muscling me aside and interposing herself between us. While endearing and professional, it was also so very foolish. Yes, it was her job. Sadly, considering the monstrous entity coming at me, she had no hope of success. In favor of Juanita's response, Obsidian was, A, dressed like a leather-clad fantasy hooker, B, eyeing me with a clear desire for some very energetic, mystically potent, bloodletting lace sex play, and C, failing to conceal her inhumanity to the assembly. Offhandedly, I noticed she'd brought along an additional man and woman I hadn't seen yesterday who were a cut above her normal religiously feverish crowd and thus most likely messengers. The nuts and bolts people of the Nine Clans cult of the Jaguar. Introducing them to Rayan was most likely her excuse for showing up here in Amazon Central this morning. Tewalakakilhua, I passionately greeted her, simultaneously keeping Juanita from committing a diplomatic faux pas and fatal life choice. It sort of meant angel of my dreams in the almic derivation of Obsidian's mother tongue. Tetnehuelayanakin, she purred as her arms went over my shoulders, fingers linking behind my head. Ha! Huh? That meant, I was her inferno rabbit? Mmm, I mumbled around her lips and prehensile tongue. Still trying to get used to that. Her black leather hip-hugging pants laced up the front and barely covered her pubic mound. Her matching vest only had two of its five buttons doing duty and showed every inclination of coming undone at any moment. My first attempt to gently disengage failed, so I considered, then discarded a mistake, an audible slap to the ass, and finally snaked a hand between us to coax her kitty under her tight leather crotch. That brought forth some definite alien sonic buzzing. She broke her lip lock. I've got to work right now, I tilted my forehead forward so it and my nose kept our mouths apart. Out came that no mortal denies me, I hate being denied and finally why are these other people necessary, washing over her face. Had her eyes had pupils, a few others might have noticed her angry stares. The double nictitating, up-down-slash-left-right, membranes over her multifaceted eyes, those gateways to the void, ugh. These, she pulled away, motioning to the two newcomers at her side of the table. They are empowered to talk with you for us. When? That was aimed my way. I am heading out on an ordeal which will culminate this weekend. When I get back, I will need two days to sort out my house and other allies. Then? I will come for you, Obsidian announced. With that, she brushed past me, nearly put Juanita through the wall and blitzed out the door. 
Her followers raced to catch up with her while her diplomatic contingent remained. Oh boy, I muttered. Looking at Rayan. Here you go, as requested, I tossed my chin to indicate the remaining cultists were there in fact to meet with her, not me. Rayan had requested of me, as chief diplomat of the host, an intelligence-sharing arrangement with the cult of the Jaguar and I had delivered. Getting her arms and ammo shipments from the Kane to North America was much more a jicket issue, though I was positive things were progressing along that front as well. Indeed, Raiden stood. I'll leave you to the raging misogynists and pedophiles, she grinned wickedly. Note to self, Rayan was not a diplomat and resented me forcing her to act as one, even for a short time. She gathered up the two messengers and prepared to depart as well. That left the papal group. I was sure the Pope's guy had a mission in the same way I was sure him getting a glimpse of the real obsidian butterfly was causing him to reassess the morality of his objective. The blanket Amazon hostility and Rayan's insults only stoked his fury. Katrina thought you might find this useful, Rayan pressed a tablet into my chest after she rounded the table. Immediately useful. Thank you, I nodded. Rayan chuckled, shook her head and shut the door behind her. As the Catholics studied me, I studied the tablet. Three files. Hmm. First off, Bishop Nicolo de Santis, titular Bishop of Agmonia, some vacant bishopric in western Anatolia aka Turkey. Posting in various places the Catholic Church wasn't liked, or had difficulties aka civil disorder, gang strife, drug wars, education. Pontificia Ecclesiastica Academia, 2005-2007, Pontificium Collegium Germanicum et Hungaricum de Herb, 2001-2005, Capral Chef in the Tui Regiment Etranger de Parachutists, 1989-2000, Awards, Legion d'Honneur Vitaire Militaire, Croix de Guerre de Theatres d'Operations Extraires, numerous other citations. Wait. The Etranger de Parachutists was the French Foreign Legion. Suspected to be of Hungarian birth. Reported birth date, March 6, 1972, making him 42. From Ailel's memories I figured out the Legion Donara Titer Militaire normally got handed out to either brave dead people or really old soldiers. His rank made sense, because very rarely did non-Frenchmen get past the rank of Chief Corporal. The odds of this guy having condottieri ties were pretty high. Contestant number two, Sister Raffaella Sofia of the Handmaidens of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, Latin, and Silly Cortis Yesu, ECI Major Notation, heavy indications someone had gone to great lengths to eradicate her previous history. A nun who needed her history scrubbed the way Buffy's had? Like my life couldn't get more bizarre. She looked to be in her mid-twenties, yet her flinty eyes bespoke a terribly painful, dehumanizing existence devoid of hope prior to someone tossing her a lifeline. She was a fanatic and by her cut and stance, a well-trained one. Contestant number three, Wachtmeister Matthias Boschert of the Swiss Guard. That was a sergeant, or five. Dual citizenship. Clear, legitimate history. Swiss, St. Gallen. Swiss Army, Grenadier Training, Destacamento de Exploración del Ejército 10, which meant Army Reconnaissance Detachment 10, something which Elo didn't know about, which meant they were something new. Chaz would know. Followed a centuries-long family tradition into papal service. 31 years old. 31 might seem a bit old to be a mere or five, except the entire Swiss Guard only had ten of them. Juanita? I pointed to the Destacamento de Exploración del Ejercito 10. What does it mean, she'd whispered. She'd been reading around my side. 
Army Reconnaissance Detachment 10, I translated for her. That's the Swiss Army's elite counterterrorism unit. Less than a hundred guys, she informed me. The Swiss have a counterterrorism unit? Who the fuck picks on the Swiss? They have money, Juanita reasoned. And they are Europeans, and nominally Christians. All qualify for some level of assholery and abuse in the world today. So, I finally initiated our belated conversation with the Pope's folks, nice to see you all again and what brings you here today. After all, I'd last seen them, at 3.45ish in the morning as Hannah was ushering them out the door, this morning, yet here they were again. What was that, creature? Please be more specific, I tried to act innocent. This guy had to make one mean confessor. The woman-seeming thing who put her tongue down your throat, when you should be devoting yourself to your fiancé, he chastised me. I didn't like his use of the word thing. It was condescending. Worse, it was foolish. Shit like Obsidian had really good hearing. Why on earth would I tell you? I replied with my own simmering disapproval. Your soul appears to be in mortal peril, Mr. Nihilus, his eyes tried to pierce my emotional vortex. Good luck with that, buddy. I fought her off. My soul's just fine. Now, why are you here? I deflected his approach. After all, I doubted he was here hunting pagan cultists. If he had been, I doubted he would have let Havenstone disarm him and his two pals. Sure, his firepower would have ultimately been useless, but he would have momentarily felt safer, until he discovered he was using flyswatters against a living tornado. Would you consider confirming her inhuman nature, he tried again? Sure. She's not human. She's a pre-Columbian horror walking around in a poor facsimile of a human suit mainly because she finds me amusing. Normally, she's more careful about her appearance, so you wouldn't detect her, or the others like her, until it's too late. Now, please tell me why you are here, at my place of business, Bishop DeSantis, if that is even your real name. Okay. Pause. Very well. I came to inform you the Prince Primate of Hungary, His Eminence Cardinal Erdo, has agreed to go forward with your plans to marry at the Sekeshvehervar Basilica. In a concurrent matter, His Eminence, Cardinal Parolin, is extending an offer to assist in the humanitarian efforts of Jicket. I'd been through this before. Here, let me give you something nebulous and presently valueless because it can be taken away at a whim. Then let me bring up the real reason I've shown up to reign on your day. Who is the second guy, Cardinal Parolin? I grinned wearily. He is the Secretary of State for the Holy See, was his cordially reply. Wow! How could this possibly go wrong? Rome, Italy, the condos? A secondary source for the Illuminati slash Halo? Sure, I stepped forward, extending my right hand while pressing my left hand, with the tablet, back to Juanita. Come on! Let me introduce you to the team. Not what they were expecting at all. Nope. The bishop was expecting evasion. I had slithered from reprobate to villain in his eyes by swapping spit with a demoness, so evasion was the expected response. One condition, I said as our palms touched. His hawk-like gaze froze. If my team decides you are not working for the pontiff, they will kill you. They won't care about diplomatic protocols or any presumed sanctity. If you are lucky, they will simply put two in the heart and one in the head. 
If your stars are misaligned, they will let you exercise all the counter-interrogation and torture-resistance techniques I'm sure the three of you know. Just so we are clear, if you are not working for who you claim to be working for you, are, dead, guaranteed. Still want in? Mr. Nihilas, he hadn't let go of my hand yet. Don't bother, I interrupted. A former foreign legionnaire, a Swiss Guard ex-Special Forces and the nun with no name, you can't claim to be anything approaching a normal ecclesiastical mission, Bishop DeSantis, oh, and I'm going to start calling you Bishop Nicolo. I always use first names. It is a quirk of mine. Whomever sent you knows I work with some nasty people, doing wicked things to even more vile members of the various groups, clubs, agencies and other religions, cults and supernatural manifestations out there. Either you say yes and put your lives in my hands, or no and we part ways. What about your wedding plans and your wife-to-be, he tried to get my measure. What of the message of the Prince of Peace? You aren't going to threaten my marriage in the same way I'm not going to threaten every Catholic living in Central Asia because the Great Khan is my blood brother. I won't do it because it's wrong and you won't do it because a major Catholic wedding in Hungary is nothing but good news for the church. As for Christ, he forgave a whore, so I figure there is still hope for me. Your answer? Do we get our legally permitted weaponry back? The bishop still held my hand. Sure. If it makes you feel better. I would like to meet your people then, he gave my paw one last shake, then released me. Shall we go? I will have someone take you to your car. I want to briefly meet with the president of Havenstone, then I'll join you in the garage. We'll drive over to Jicket and I'll make the introductions. Good enough? That is acceptable, he nodded. What about you two? I regarded the nun and the Swiss super soldier. The nun remained vigilant and silent. The Swiss eyes flickered to his boss before settling back on me. It is what I volunteered for, he stated firmly. Okay. Please never say I didn't give you a chance to take the sane way out. Also, Bishop Nicolo, circumstances have conspired to up my prospective wedding date to January 1st. That will be more difficult. Why the change, he remained grim. We are having twins. By March, this will be very visible. That is, unfortunate, he shook his head. You have no idea, and then a brainstorm. And I am curious about resurrecting the Order of the Dragon, the Societis Draconisterum. Technically that meant Society of the Dragonists, which was more appropriate than the literal Ordo Draconis. Precisely how do you plan to recreate a crusading Christian order which was the purview of the Hungarian monarchs, he didn't sound the least skeptical, just curious. I have billions of euros to fund such a thing, I winked. Of far greater critical importance, I know where I can find the supernatural guidance and spiritual imperative for such an organization. You are going to produce a dragon, his eyes grew larger even as he fought down his fear. Good man. He was adaptive. He'd need to be. I never said such a thing. That would make me sound crazy, I smiled broadly. Besides, when I say dragon, you think devil and that's way too pedestrian for where we are going. I am not a moral relativist. Neither am I. I'm out to save lives and nurture the drive in the human spirit to reach for freedom, love, and liberty. As you might imagine, I'm pretty freaking outnumbered. I think you are crazy, he re-evaluated things. I just might be. In all honesty, you should back out now. 
Take your two compadres back to 25 East 39th Street, the Holy See's permanent observer offices to the UN and NYC, and report mission failure. You'll most likely live longer, I reasoned. I am not afraid to die, Sister Rafaela Sofia finally voiced an opinion. That's idiotic, I scoffed before the bishop could reprimand her for opening her mouth. You should be. My soul is in God's hands, she set her jaw. Does he talk to you? I countered. His message is clear. Not what I asked. I asked if he specifically directed you to toss your life fruitlessly away as an object lesson for the reckless or careless? This is uncalled for, Niccolo intervened. Nope. I bet you a phone call to my brother to physically restore your bishopric that there are four people in this room who have murdered in cold blood, I kept eye contact with the nun, and she's the odd one out. Right Juanita? Yes, Ishara, Juanita slipped up. Her spycraft, like mine, needed work. You were in the military, the bishop asked my bodyguard. Was? I am. Right now, she related. I will be until I die. That earned me looks from the three Catholics. She is loyal, Niccolo nodded slightly toward her, referring to Juanita's declaration. Huh? To me? Nope. She's loyal to my office, which we shan't get into right now. Back to you, Sister Rafaela Sofia. Are you ought to be a martyr, or has some saint, or angel, given you a directive the other two seem to be unaware of which causes you to devalue your life? I am devoted to the one true God, Christ, our Savior, and Juanita snorted, and the Virgin Mary, the nun stated firmly. I don't hear voices in my head. Juanita, that was rude. Apologize to our guest, I kept looking forward. No. Well, fuck you too. Gun, I commanded. I held out my left hand. What? No. I will not give you one of my guns, she resisted. Juanita, give me your primary weapon, or I will ask Pamela to beat you up the moment I depart for the great hunt. After yesterday's stunt, you know she will, I threatened. Fair, I was not. She drew a Glock 20 and handed it to me. I went through the routine, dropped the magazine then ejected the round before opening the door. Oh look, there were four SD chicks outside, ready to escort my visitors downstairs. I didn't even need to waste a phone call. It wasn't like the conference room wasn't being monitored. Excuse me, I took a half step out the door then hurled all three items down the hall. Looking back at Juanita. Go fetch. Fuck you, she snapped. And insulting her faith was as degrading to both her faith and her as me doing this to you is degrading to you right now, I lectured her. It is important to her, therefore it is important to me because she is my guest in the same way it is important to me that I let my bodyguard do her job without being a total asshole all the time. Now go get your goddamn weapon, I barked. Off she went. I left the door open. Now Sister Rafaela Sofia, the point of all this is, I don't give a crap if you are willing to die for God. In fact, that makes you less than worthless to me and the team. I want to know if you are willing to put other motherfuckers in the ground so that Bishop Nicolo or Matthias might get to keep doing their jobs. Murder is a sin, she declared. Go home, I sighed while shaking my head. She answers to me, the church and God, not you, Mr. Nihilus, the bishop stepped forward. Then you can go home too, I shrugged. I'm not asking for remorseless killers. 
I'm asking for people willing to kill to get the hard work done and best of all, for people who know the difference. Everyone on Jicket is a professional soldier, or killer, he asked. No, but the ones who aren't don't carry guns and know to get down when things get funky, I bantered. I vouch for her, he insisted. Juanita came running back into the room. Cool beans. I don't know you either. You apparently know my service history, he volleyed. Yeah. Ten years a foreigner in the service of France, then you went straight into a university which turns out Jesuits, I reposted. What turned your life around, he evaded. That was okay. I'd gotten what I wanted. I was willing to bet he had read every bit of public information about me and it was rumored the heavy Catholic membership in the FBI had its benefits to the church as well. Not so much as to give them insight into Jicket, but someone risked their life for me. It's been pretty much downhill from there, I confessed. It was the truth. After Katrina gave me the lifeline on day two, it had all spiraled to the revelation of my heritage, dad's death, summer camp, the Hamptons, Romania and I as kidnapping. A person, a soldier, died saving my life, the bishop empathized. Her story is similar. She seeks redemption. She is not suicidal. I am staking both our lives on it. Did he mean him and Matthias, or him and me? I wasn't certain. Still, it was good enough for now. I'd gotten a look at their emotional makeup, even the relatively quiet Swiss. Very well, I agreed. I have to go see the president about my new job description. I'll catch up with you at your car. To the SD team leader, take them to the garage. I will join the group of you very soon. Yes Ishara, she nodded. I exited the room, Juanita in tow. 2SD entered. I was gone before the papal team left. Upstairs we went, with one last chore to discharge. I had to check on Ms. French to be absolutely freaking sure it was Shani, because anyone else would spell disaster. To be continued. I final stand for Literatica. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We hope you found pleasure and inspiration. Come back tomorrow as we continue to bring you more explicit romance tales and subscribe to our podcast feeds in your mobile devices to access our entire library of hundreds of daily episodes. Happy dreams.